and today we're talking about anxiety and sex with Amanda Louder. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have a treat for you guys today. I have invited a fellow coach, Amanda Louder, to come onto the show. Amanda Louder specializes in coaching LDS women on sex. One of the things that has come up a lot in my work with my clients has been anxiety around sex and fears about, oh, I'm not enjoying it or I'm not wanting it, so maybe this means my relationship isn't right or I don't really love him. So I wanted Amanda to come on to just talk to you guys today about sex, about what creates enjoyment of it, why we often have anxiety around it, and how to deal with that anxiety. So without further ado, here's my interview with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mikkel. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you here. So, so many of my clients like talk about sex and how they have so much anxiety around it. And since you're an expert on sex, I wanted to have you on the show to, you know, just talk about it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you decide to become a coach on sex. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Amanda Louder. Um, I'm a certified sex and marriage coach. I have been married to my husband for about eight years. It's a second marriage for both of us. And between the two of us, we have five kids that range in age from 11 to 20. Um, on the side, I like to read. I love movies. I love to watch sports, especially my daughter. She plays a lot of sports and I love to go watch her play. And we do a lot of camping and fishing. So our weekends are usually spent either watching our daughter play or out on the lake <laughs> between those two things pretty much every single weekend. But as far as coaching goes, I was coaching women who were struggling in their marriage and contemplating divorce. And I found that a lot of the coaching that I was doing was on sex and it was a really needed area. And I had a couple episodes of my podcast that had to do with sex and they were the most downloaded episodes by far. So I really saw that it was a need that needed to be filled. And with some convincing from some of my coaching friends, I decided to just dive right in and do it. It was a little uncomfortable at first, just putting myself out there on such taboo topics, but it really is something I've done a lot of work on on myself and it was a space that I'm actually really comfortable in. So I've totally dug into that and it has been absolutely amazing. And I love watching the transformation that my clients make. Yeah. I, I love that you talk about it because they really, like you said, it is kind of a taboo thing that not everyone talks about, but I think we need people that are like comfortable and like willing to talk about it and where people feel like they can talk about what they're struggling with with it. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty bold and straightforward. I kind of just tell like it is. And there are a couple of other coaches that coach on this topic, but they're, they tend to be a lot softer and mm. more, it's not that they dance around the issues cause they don't, but they just address them in a much softer way than I do. And, and I'm sure that appeals to some people, but a lot of people just like my no nonsense, really yeah. bold attitude about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. It's very like, just to the point and like, so open. So, yes. so I'm curious, like when you started coaching on this, like, did you notice like, um, a lot of my clients, they, um, they have anxiety around sex, particularly because they have anxiety about their whole relationship. 
Like they're questioning, mm -hmm. they're like, this is a good guy, but I don't know if he's the guy. And so they're looking for all these reasons that maybe the relationship isn't right. And sex is a big area that it comes up of like, um, well, I don't, I don't necessarily have a high desire for sex. Like I'm not wanting sex all the time. So maybe that means something about him or about us. So yeah. I was curious, like from your experience with coaching people, have you noticed like, you know, why low desire, like a lot of women deal with it. Like, what are some of the reasons? Well, there's a lot of reasons why women have low desire, but the most common reason that I see is that women just don't understand that desire for sex is something that needs to be cultivated. Mm -hmm. Like they, they think it's just going to happen. It's either there or it's not there. And really it doesn't come naturally to most women. It's something that we have to work for and they just have no idea that that's how things work. So they, a lot of times they had a lot of desire before they were married. But then once they got married, that desire just kind of went away. And so then they start questioning things, like you said, like maybe this, I made a mistake. Maybe this is not the right person. And what they don't understand is that they were actually creating the desire beforehand. They just didn't know it. And now they need how to learn to do it again on purpose. Yeah. Well, that's so true. Cause I think a lot of times people's sexual desire that it's not something we kind of look at it as something that just happens to us. Right. Versus right. realizing it's something we create with our minds, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're dating and engaged and leading up to the wedding and the wedding night, you you're creating all of this fantasy in your head, like, oh, he's going to pick me up and I, what am I going to wear? And what is he going to wear? And he's going to hold my hand and he's going to kiss me and he's going to touch me here and we're going to get married and it's going to be this amazing day and then we get to have sex and it's going to be so amazing. And you're just creating all of this, des this desire and you didn't even know that you were. But then once that's all done, you quit creating it because you're like, oh, okay, we're here. So you're not constantly thinking about how he's going to touch you and what you're going to do and all these things because everything's allowed right now. And so you're, you don't know how to create more. And so you have to learn how to create that desire on purpose. Yeah. So one of the things I want to ask you is like, have you seen clients who like, you know, with the same guy, like have very low desire and go from that to like wanting sex, like same guy hasn't changed. Oh yeah. <laughs> desire totally shifts. Yeah. I mean, most of my clients completely shift from low desire to either matching or exceeding their partner's desire. So many of my clients go from the low desire partner to the high desire partner once no they learn how to actually create it for themselves. Yeah. Wow. That's it's so much cool. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so interesting because, you know, like I said, like, you know, just the whole idea of like, oh, maybe this is the right guy because I'm not wanting sex. But it's like, it's the same guy and your same desire guy. for sex is changing, right? Totally. Totally. Because you're learning how to create it. Yeah. So why do you think women have so much anxiety around sex? Well, there's, a, again, a variety of reasons. Um, not knowing if they like not knowing how to create that desire for themselves and knowing that their partner expects it or wants it and might, you know, they feel pressure to perform. They prefer, they, sorry, they feel pressure to have sex, even if they're not in the mood that creates anxiety. Um, a lot of their maybe underlying beliefs about sex can create anxiety for them, um, how they will perform or not perform, if they're going to be able to enjoy it or not, what their partner thinks of them, um, 
pain from sex can cause a lot of anxiety. So there's really a lot of reasons that can happen and cause anxiety. It's kind of an anxiety filled uh, activity for many, many people. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so crazy because I think just like the presence of anxiety itself makes it so impossible to enjoy sex, right? Because you just have to be in such a relaxed mental state and like anxiety is the opposite of that. Well, it can, but part of it is resisting it. Part of it, like you would, like if you just know, okay, I'm going to have anxiety and I can do this anyway, and then learn some techniques to figure it out. Like it's totally possible. But the problem is a lot of it is we judge ourselves for having anxiety and then that just makes it worse. Yeah. Totally. Because it's like, oh, I should be enjoying this. It should be different. Versus- or I just, I shouldn't have any anxiety about it. Yeah. So what, how do you help your clients be able to stop judging themselves about their anxiety around sex? Well, we have to understand why they have the anxiety first. So it really comes down to basically three reasons why they have anxiety. So we have the first one is that they have anxiety from anticipation. So like when it's been a few days since you've had sex and you know that your partner is going to be wanting it again soon and you're not in the mood and you have a lot on your plate and you feel pressure to say yes you have anxiety about how your spouse is going to respond if you don't say yes. Or, and even if they're okay with it, there's kind of an anxiety about, you know, maybe deep down they're really disappointed in you and they're thinking that, you know, you're not the right one for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it doesn't matter how well or bad they take it. You struggle with their negative emotion and then you're uncomfortable with their negative emotion and you're uncomfortable with your own negative emotion about it. So knowing that all of that is coming, you start experiencing anxiety in anticipation of what you might, what you anticipate is coming. Then of course, with pain, um, let me just say, you should never have pain with sex. If you have pain, there is a problem and there's definitely ways to fix it. Looking at a pelvic floor physical therapist, as well as um, a mental health professional, like a coach or a therapist to help you work through the mental side of it. You can definitely uh, rid yourself of most pain that comes with sex. Like I have lots of clients that I have worked through pain with that are go on to have no more pain and have really fulfilling sex lives. So, but if you have been experiencing pain, that can definitely cause anxiety with that anticipation. Um, The second thing is performance anxiety. So if you're worried about how you're performing during sex, um, if your partner is having a good time, if your body looks okay, um, do they like your body? Those are kind of the biggest ones. Um, and then also, you know, are you going to orgasm or not? Sometimes just that itself can cause so much anxiety. And the, many people don't understand that having the anxiety about having an orgasm usually makes it so they can't have an orgasm. <laughs> you really have to relax into it and get your mind in the right place. So sex just becomes an anxiety riddled experience for them. And then the third reason why people experience anxiety with sex, and this is kind of a different reason. So the first two are more like the lower desire partner that they experience the anxiety in the ways that I mentioned before, but the higher desire partner usually 
can often um, manage their own insecurities and anxieties with sex. So they use sex as a way to validate themselves and get rid of the anxiety rather than um, having anti like anticipation or performance anxiety, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so interesting. So I'm curious, like, could you talk a little bit more about like with the performance anxiety? I think it's so interesting, mm -hmm. like the pressure that people, like the women especially put on themselves to like orgasm and that, that like takes away from the enjoyment of the experience. Yeah. So a little more. when, depending on how sensitive you are to it, but most women are pretty sensitive to the way that they're thinking about things in, it affects their orgasm. So if, even if you're thinking, oh, what if I don't orgasm or I might not orgasm this time, just those thoughts can kill the orgasm. So you really have to watch what you're thinking as the arousal is building and you're getting closer and closer to orgasm because even like little, just tiny little thoughts, doubting whether it's going to happen can kill it for you. So you really have to just, you know, like, yes, it's going to come or be okay with it not coming. Mm -hmm. Um, like I always tell people to focus on the pleasure, not the goal of an orgasm. So like if they're just focusing on the pleasure of arousal, instead of focusing on the goal of trying to orgasm, they'll usually orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's almost like just being able to like enjoy, like enjoying where you're at versus like putting so much pressure to like get somewhere. Yes, like exactly. Yes, exactly. That's totally true. Um, we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but like really being present with where you are is really what helps you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I think ultimately it's so interesting because I think the reason sex is beautiful is because it's a way to bond with your partner. But like when you're putting pressure on like getting to a certain place, you're, you're missing the moment you are with him, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's totally true. So tell me a little bit, I was just curious your thoughts on like, how do you think media impacts anxiety around sex? Oh, it, it impacts show. it so much. Yeah. Um, we see sex on TV and movies and pornography, and we think that that's what sex is supposed to look like. And we're constantly comparing ourselves to what we think things should be. So normally in the media, sex is two high desire partners going out at hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. It quickly progresses to full on intercourse and they both orgasm at the same time within a couple of minutes. Right. And that just doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> it's so like not even close to real life. So, you know, realizing that you know, most, most of the time it's not too high desired partners. There's usually a high and a low that it takes a lot longer for women to get fully aroused, usually 40 to 45 minutes where to the point where that they can orgasm. So, and then orgasming together rarely happens. Like sometimes you can time it if you've worked really hard on getting her to orgasm and then he can you know, quickly orgasm about the same time, but it just doesn't happen very often that both people are orgasming at the same time. So if we are comparing our experience to what, what the media, then we're going to fail every time. We're going to think that we are inadequate every time, but realizing that sex is such an individual thing for every couple, it's different for every couple and knowing what it looks like for you and not comparing it to 
the media or any other relationship you've had, but just understanding that each individual couple is so different. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so true. It's like, I think movies do, it gives us that avenue in pornography, right? It's like this way to compare what we have, like to, oh, this is like this unrealistic expectation versus yeah. appreciating what you have that's like beautiful in its own way and just completely different, right? Completely different. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think this is like an area that just shows up in every aspect of our relationships too, right? Like being able to practice not comparing in sex, but also like not comparing our partner to like, you know, other people's spouses in different ways and just like being able to really appreciate your relationship for what it has. Yeah. Not expecting your partner to be different than they are, just loving them for who they are and just being present with that rather than trying to always look for something different. Yeah. So you talked a lot about, you know, you've mentioned cultivating desire. Mm -hmm. So any advice for cultivating that desire and dealing with the anxiety that comes up around sex? Well, okay. Like we said, first stop judging yourself for having anxiety. That just makes it worse. Okay. The second part is learning how to actually feel the emotions that you're feeling instead of resisting them. Mm -hmm. And because it's that resistance that brings on so much of the anxiety and then learning to create the feelings that you want to have instead. So in this case, desire, thinking the thoughts on purpose that are going to create desire for you. So I always talk to my clients about, you know, all day long thinking about what's going to happen that night or what's happened in the past that you hope happens again, or even thinking about, um, different fantasies that you have, or, you know, even a movie or something that kind of brought up arousing feelings for you and how you can recreate that in some way with your partner is you're not fantasizing about somebody else. You're fantasizing about who, you know, your partner and how recreating that, right. But just utilizing your brain to actually create that for you rather than just giving into the anxiety as it's there. And then the third step is really learning how to, you know, control your thoughts and feelings so that you don't feel anxiety as much or sometimes not at all. So much of anxiety is the unknown, which I'm sure you and your clients are very familiar with, right? So I love to, um, with my clients, make a plan of how they will think and feel and things that they will do to help minimize the anxiety and get themselves in the mood. And with a plan, then the anxiety dissipates because it's not the unknown, right? That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So some tips for enjoying sex and getting in the mood when you feel anxiety is first um, pay attention to your body throughout the day. It will often give you signals that your body is starting to feel stress and anxiety long before you notice what's going on in your brain. Um, if you can get in the habit of doing a body scan several times throughout the day and watch where you hold tension and then just actively work to release it. Um, the second thing oh. is learn how, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just going to pause you real quick. So would you mind yeah. explaining a body scan just for those of the listeners that maybe don't know what that yeah, is? Yeah. And there's apps that have body scans, like different meditation apps and stuff. But really what I do is I just kind of go from my head all the way to my toes, look, looking at different parts of my body. So I've got like my head, my neck, my shoulders, my chest, my arms, my hands, my fingers, my stomach, like my 
core, my hips, my thighs, my knees, my calves, my feet, my toes, like really scanning every single body part and seeing where I hold tension. I tend to hold tension the most in my shoulders and my neck. So I, my shoulders will kind of be raised and I'll kind of be hunched over. And that's when I know I'm experiencing stress. So back when I was married to my first husband, um, I was waking up with stress headaches every single day. And I went and saw a neurologist and they did all these scans to make sure that things weren't something going wrong. And what I figured out is that my, the uh, muscles in my shoulders and my neck were so tight that they were pulling down on my skull and causing me headaches every day because of all the tension from my marriage. And wow. so I had to go to a physical therapist for months to try and release all of the tension in my shoulders and my neck because that was caused on by the stress of what was going on in my marriage. So just learning to go through your whole body and see like, you know, are your fists clenched? Are your toes curled? Are you walking funny? You know, is, do you lift your shoulders? Do you have a tightness in your jaw? Like really looking at all the different parts of your body and kind of scanning through and seeing where the tension is and then just actively work to breathe and release it. Yeah. Love that. That's so powerful. Do you recommend that to your clients as well? Like during sex to do body scans? Um, yes, because I think really it's about being present with where you are. So, um, so that kind of gets into a little, so first is a body scan. Second was to, um, create desire for yourself and which we kind of already talked about to learn, learn how to fantasize to help you create that desire. And the third thing is a grounding practice, which you probably talk to your clients about, but I really talk to my clients about like, you can do this during sex. You can do this before sex, but really bring yourself into the present moment when you find that your thoughts are starting to race or like with sex, if you find that you're noticing that you're distracted during sex is to really bring yourself back into the present by first taking some deep cleansing breaths that by itself lowers your cortisol levels it's that um, cortisol is the hormone that puts us into fight or flight and so with just a few focused breaths you can actually calm your body down and then go through your five senses and really focus on the physical sensations when you're with your partner so what do you see Look at your spouse. Focus on them. What parts of them do you like looking at? What do you hear? You hear your breath, your spouse's breath, maybe the noises of pleasure, the rustling of the sheets, maybe some music going on. What do you smell? Do you have some scented candles? Or maybe you like the way that your partner's just like natural body smells. What do you taste? The taste of your spouse's mouth and lips and tongue, the taste of their skin. What do you feel? Your skin on the sheets, your spouse's hands on your body, your hands on their body, all of the skin-to-skin contact, all of the places that their body is touching yours. And just going through that, bringing you back to the present rather than letting your mind go to other places just really helps calm the anxiety and keep you really present with your spouse and helps you to enjoy things more. It also really heightens your arousal. Yeah. Cause you, it's like mindfulness, right? Like you're just bringing you into this moment. Yes, absolutely. That is like such a powerful tool. I love that. Just the idea. Cause really it's just giving yourself a mental dialogue. Your, your thoughts are going to be going, but it can be worrying about the dishes and the things you need to get done and how stressed out you are, or if you really love him and all that, or you can just be mentally narrating it of like, just as you were doing it this is what it sounds like. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling like narrating the story yourself intentionally 
because otherwise your brain will do it on default and it's going to probably default anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you said like narrating your story because that's really what it is. It's just bringing you back to that present and telling yourself exactly what's going on and making you connect to your body in a different way. Yeah. Such good tips. Um, Any final like thoughts or pieces of advice for our listeners? Remember that you have all the power to change within yourself. Sometimes it feels so out of control. Remember that you always choose what you want to think on purpose. You have that power within you. Awesome. Thank you. So um, for our listeners that, you know, they want to learn more about how to improve their sex life with their partner and not worry about it so much. Can you tell them about a little bit more about you, where to find you, your podcast? Yeah, I actually have a freebie for your listeners. So it's my roadmap to personal pleasure and they can get it by going to amandalouder.com slash relationship anxiety, all just one word. And then they can follow me on social media at Amanda Louder Coaching. And then my podcast is called Live for Love. And it's all about sex and marriage and available on all platforms. Awesome. And it's fabulous. Her podcast is so good. You guys got a good (laughs) little taste of it today. But I'll also link to that in the show as well. So you guys can check that out. But thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Mikhail. It was so fun to be here. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. I hope that today's episode was really helpful. Go check out Amanda's work. It is so, so insightful and really helpful if you're working to improve your sex life. So I will be back next week and thanks for tuning in for another episode. Bye.